Welcome to In the Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. Hello, Stuart Laundie, welcoming you along once again to our weekly look at the art scene in Barnard Castle. Yes, it's In the Spotlight, the weekly podcast from the Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. I've got a couple of great guests this week, husband and wife musician Susie Starlight and Simon Campbell. And a bit later on, Jane Woodward joins me as usual for a look at what's coming up. But first to Starlight and Campbell and something of an exclusive. When they come to play at the Witham on Saturday, October the 7th, uh, they'll be supporting the release of their new album, Starlight One, which comes out in September. Well, I've got a sneak preview. Have a listen to this track from the album. It's called Saving Me.
So joining me on the podcast this week, I'm delighted to welcome Simon Campbell and Susie Starlight, hot foot from the gym, I understand. Yeah, we've um, we joined a couple of days ago. Uh, I was kicking and screaming. Susie was very uh, enthusiastic, but we decided to do it together because we've uh, we spent like eight months uh, writing and recording the new album. And uh, uh, even though we we eat very healthily and and do regular exercise, I think we've been drinking a bit too much and, <laughs> and eating a bit too much. So we've put on a few pounds, and uh, for the tour in um, uh, in October and September, of course. Um, too we want to be lean mean playing machines. machines that's right so i was going uh, to ask if this was if this was you limbering up for a for a headline tour in the autumn of course yeah well, well it is because the thing is, is that you know um mick jagger you look at mick jagger and look what he does on stage and he does yoga does an hour an hour two hours of at yoga every, every day. day and um i think it's really important because we, we always like to deliver a great a great show and this is quite an intensive tour i mean you know because we're playing virtually every day for two weeks uh, and i said virtually every day i think we've uh, i think we've got two days off so it's really hard you know so obviously yeah. the vocals and and and, and physically uh, because we don't have a big crew or anything so we're uh, you know we'll be uh, moving the stuff ourselves mostly so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. looking forward to it when when was the last time you were on such a sort of intense tour as this? Last year, I think it was actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah last year it was last September, was it? Or oh, I can't remember now. It, it, it's it's a, because we, we were sort of um, we've been really uh, focusing on the record. To tell you the truth, time has just yeah. It, it seems like that. an age ago, like <laughs> the lockdown. It seems like a universe ago. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it. Uh, we always look forward, actually, and I think that's kind of why. As well with this new this new album, the Starlight One album, it's uh, we've kind of changed things up. It's still us, but we've um, we're now Starlight and Campbell. Um, so we kind of rebranded slightly just because it felt that that was the best. It felt more organic for us because that's really us. It always has been the two of us writing and playing and recording it and working with some great session guys like Steve Gibson on drums and um, Johnny Henderson on keys. We had Christian Madden on keys as well. Um, who is in the Liam Gallagher band. So we work with some really beautiful musicians. So it's Starlight and Campbell. Um, and uh, with the Starlight One album as well, which is going to be our third studio album, we really wanted to keep things fresh, you know, creatively yeah. as well. Because, you know, in life, things change and, and you, you want to explore stuff. You don't want to be mm. given the same type of song record after record. So yeah, yeah. it's, um, this is, uh, it's been an, an um, a really inspirational and we've learned so much but what really enjoyed making this new album before we talk a little more about uh, the new album and the uh, the two pre to the two previous um studio albums that you've released as well as your, your live albums as well yeah. perhaps for uh, for people who aren't too familiar with you just give us a a potted history of the starlight campbell backstory well when someone and i got together um we uh we decided to to run away together from the Isle of Man, and we, we started living in Europe as film star musicians, so in France and Spain. Um, and we decided to record um, and write um, an album in two weeks, which happened ended up being Blueberry Pie, which is like a blues blues rock um, album full of originals. And then it got voted for best album in the European Blues Awards, and so we ended up 
leaving Spain. And so we had a full-time recording studio yes. there. That's, that's the reason why we sort of went to Spain. Yes, we? Yeah. so we ran a residential recording studio. And um, so we, we decided to go on the road and enjoy the experience and meet the people. Because for us, the music is the matchmaker. It's meeting you at the gigs as well. And also, the, you know, when, when, we're, when, we, when you play our vinyl and our CDs, that's, that's the, the real connection that we love to give. And then, um, and then we, we released our second studio album, The Language of Curiosity. But we'd moved to Germany by then, and then we had lockdown. So we ended up um, recording that in a few different places, didn't we? We had Rockfield Studios in Monmouth, and uh, we recorded it in Germany. And then we moved to Portugal. And then we released two live albums as well, um, which we so we'd recorded live at the Met. So that came out last year. And so, yes, it's been um, a whirlwind musical romance, really, in that sense. Including, you know, the lockdown period and everything. It's been quite an intense and busy few years, hasn't it? Yes. Well, it has, because, I mean, during lockdown, um, we took advantage of the fact that we couldn't really go anywhere. I mean, we'd moved right in the middle of it, when that sort of period, it, right in the middle of lockdown, it sort of re relieved a little bit. Everything got a bit easier. And that's when we moved from Germany to to Portugal because it was just before Brexit and we had to decide where we were going to live in Europe um, when Brexit came because you had to get a residency somewhere I, in a specific country. Susie uh, had never been to Portugal before. I'd been about 40 years ago and uh, but we just heard it was a great place. Um, you know there's a lot of ad uh, financial advantages and healthcare advantages stuff here. Uh, we heard it, you know, the people were beautiful, the weather's good, and I suppose the food's really good. And um, so we, get, we just came. And yeah. we actually, and with all the houses that we've ever moved to, the house always finds us because we are, we need a space. And where we are now, we're in our, actually in, in the studio. And we need a space that's quite big to have all the gear and to record him. And uh, this was the only place in Portugal that came up for rent. And we saw it. We contacted them. We didn't even visit it. We just got a, an Arctic uh, lorry in Germany with all our gear and because we've got a huge analog console and loads of stuff and, um, and moved down here. So we arrived, never, having never seen the place, and we've met some beautiful people in Samora Korea and it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's a great place to be. So is this very much home now? Oh, yeah, yeah, very much home, yeah. I mean, we, we, we miss uh, the UK. We miss the bitter, you know, the, the, the beer, uh, which is a, a big thing. We miss the uh, curry houses. There's not a lot of really sort of British-style curry houses because, you know, curry houses in Britain, it's, it, it's a style. It's not, a, it's not an authentic cuisine, but we do miss that. Yeah. Uh, we miss our friends and family, um, but, we've, you know, but, um, but, but really we, we work basically all the time yeah and, i think that's the one thing i love about the touring though because it gives us chance to see all our supporters and friends again you know and um, and for us that's a, a great a great night out when we can like you know share some beautiful music together and uh, and say hello at the end and before you know that that's the joy it's better than well we don't go on holiday really this for us is is the the part of life that really does give you that that deep sense of connection as well with everyone again Hi everybody, this is Josh here, the crazy guy who runs around doing anything and everything. And whilst cleaning mirrors is a job I usually see myself doing, I'm just here to let you know you are listening to the Withams podcast in the spotlight. 
And um, before the two of you got together, which is sort of fairly recent, reasonably recent, um, Simon, um, you're you're an experienced. Um, am I right in thinking your 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 backgrounds in session music music? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, now I um, f- first picked up a guitar when I was sixteen, and I got my first professional session when I was seventeen and a half. Which was amazing, and and uh, there's a there's a, a backstory. If we've got time to tell it, I don't know. Go for it. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, what happened was that I, I was in Manchester, and uh, well, living in Bury at the time, and this guy from Manchester, who was a keyboard player, the session, the, the guitar player, who was going to go to the session in, in Pluto Studios in Manchester, sadly now closed. Um, he, he he pulled out, and. This guy rang me, he said he'd been trying all day to get a guitar player. And he said, I hear you're a, a good player. And I said, and of course, being 17, you, you, you're there. You've got, a, you've got nothing is a problem. Nothing is impossible. Everything is easy. And of course he's rung me, you know, I've, yeah, I'm great. You know, of course, that's how you feel, you know, a little bit of ego. So I rocked up down there and I'd only been playing like 18 months. And um, he put this music out for me. Well, I couldn't read a note, you know. I mean, and 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 I'm, I'm self-taught, you know. I learned everything from listening to records and putting it on the old reel-to-reel tape machines and slowing them down and all that carry on, you know, and listening. So he put this music in, right? and he said, right, well, we'll just go through a quick run-through of the track, which is unusual because normally you're straight and you do it, you know. Anyway, it was like a funky type thing, and I just played this this line, this pattern, and uh, I went to him afterwards, a keyboard player. And I said, a guy called Richie, he's sadly dead now. And um, I, I said, y- your part is a really cool part. I said, but it, I think this, you know, what I was doing was perhaps a little bit groovier and a little funkier. And he said, yeah, it sounds fantastic. He said, and that was it. So I managed to get away with it unscathed. And after that, I got loads of work. So, you know, but rather than playing rock, and, and, and blues and, 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 and all that sort of stuff. I ended up with all the funk jobs, you know, all the, uh, the, the you know, the more Nile Rogers sounding thing going on. So, so that's how I started anyway. And then since then, um, I used to hang around in the studios a lot and I really got into engineering and I learned from a lot of the greats that were around because this is the mid seventies. So yeah. a lot of the guys I was learning from had, had, had been in the sixties, you know, where all the halcyon days of recording, you know, in the fifties. So I learned everything I could from them and I started producing records and engineering, still session playing. But I've always written my own music, you know. And then what happened is that when I met Susie on the Isle of Man, um, she was just playing uh, acoustic guitar, writing in songs at home. Although she'd been a touring musician before, but I'm sure she'll tell you in a minute. And, um, and I said, why didn't we get a band together? And she'd never had a band with a drummer. She'd had a band with, and I said, I'll, I'll, I won't steal her thunder on this. But I said, why don't we get a band together and uh, with drums, bass, guitar? So we went out to start. And I was a guitar player in the band, you yeah, know. Yeah, he was Produced, <laughs> produced uh, some demos. <laughs> then uh, one thing led to another, and we found out that the, that the love for each other's music was a bit more than that. And uh, here we are. I know we're both a bit surprised, really. So, uh... so, so, and Susie, have you have you always wielded a, a an oversized bass? No, and a, she... and, a, and a very funky stage outfit. I do love wow. I do love the, the the big white stage outfit and the big bass. It's just... <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get that up on the website so everybody can have a look. <laughs> 
Well, actually, there was um, Veselin as a, as a designer who actually designed that for me. Um, I found him on Etsy, and uh, he's got this whole line in Bulgaria. So he's been making my outfits. So thanks to Veselin for those funky pants and tops and stuff. <laughs> but that's, so music for me, um, I started off, you know, when you're at primary school and you play your descant recorder. And um, I was always been in choirs. Um, and then I started learning French horn at school. By default, by the way, because um, well, I did violin for a term, so I knew. I'd, but um, I, I preferred the brass. But it was the only instrument left because at the grammar school. So I ended up with this battered old school French horn. Well, I loved it. I was playing in the orchestra. I was playing in brass bands. And then when I was sixteen, my mum bought me an acoustic guitar. So I taught myself to play. I got a Beatles songbook, and I taught myself the F chord. And then, but I really wanted to write. You know, when it's in you. Um, and I just wanted to write stories and music. So, and I was always singing melodies. And I, I just love music and dancing on weekends. And so that's really what happened was I just started writing music and songs. And then I went up to Salford and did the first ever course in medium performance. And um, unbeknownst to me, when I got there, there were recording studios in the basement because it was also the first place in the UK that had recording studios, analog, because it was a degree in popular music and recording. Yeah. So I spent a lot of my time not doing like the theatre stuff, but I was in the basement, like watching people record and I was getting in on like, other people's recording projects. And I shouldn't have been doing that because um, I was a, a performance student, not a But I ended up singing on all their um, assessments for the degree and I ended up being on a record. And I, did, I was the first ever drama student to do a lunchtime gig and I, our band was called I Never Used to Like Brussels Sprouts. So we have one of them. And then I came out of Salford in a, in a folk rock band called Megiddo. And we, we self-produced a CD and it was all originals. And we played, uh, we supported Show of Hands, we did the whole folk circuit. We got a gig at the Mean Fiddler in London on the back of a cassette tape that I sent down with no coach load of fans. It went round everyone in the office and they just booked us and said, we love you, come down. So... That was a good old days, you know, and I yeah. really, I love that. And so we self-managed, self-produced, just did everything. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've always been writing. And then when I met Simon, because we'd had like two acoustic guitars, I played mandolin on some, I was a lead singer on, on all of it. Um, it was, um, I'd never played with a groove before, then with a kick-ass drummer. So that was a whole new learning curve for me. And then... When we got together, just to close this up, this is when the bass thing happened because Simon was working with a producer called Andy Seward, who's a great bass player. And uh, he flew over, he was producing Simon's second solo album, which is an acoustic Americana um, album. And uh, we got this bass in so that, because it was cheaper to buy a bass than it was for him to fly over. And Simon just said to me one day, oh, seriously, he just said, pick it up. So I picked it up and I just like messing around with it. And he went, I went dying. And he went, you're a bass player. I said, what do you mean? He said, you're a bass player. Because apparently he was saying to me, when I play the one, there's a groove with it. Um, and I just didn't believe it. And I carried on, but yeah, nah, I'm not going to do that. What do I want with a bass? So I carried on a few months later and I just intrigued. I thought, I'll have a go at this. And that's, I fell in love. So I had two loves. I found two loves, Simon Campbell and the bass. <laughs> and I... I played it, I, I played it, I became obsessed with it. And, and I asked Simon, what should I learn? What do you do? What do you learn? He said, well, study these four people. So I studied Carl Radle um, by ear. I was transposing. It was John Paul Jones. 
Um, it was Andy Fraser from Free and the guy from Cream, Jack, Jack Bruce. Bruce. Jack Bruce. So, I mean, we've been on this amazing bass adventure anyway. So that's, that's when I found my instrument, I think. The thing is with Susie, she what? plays very loud. Oh. What I mean loud, really. <laughs> we've got these monstrous, we've got these monstrous vowels. I mean, I play loud, but I won't go on her side of the stage when she's playing, you know. This is this is getting off. This is getting awfully near turning it up to number eleven. It yeah, is. oh, it is. It is. Well, it is. That's what we do. You know. I know the thing is, I mean, I love, I love that. You know, that gentle ballad when you're really, you could almost cry with the space in the song, and and I love all that texture. But I, I am not afraid to rock out. I love, I love the song. I serve the song. You know, what does it need? That's what we both do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um very well represented um what you've just explained there on language of curiosity because you've got something like uh is it gaslight um yeah. is a real kind of rocker and then you've got um take time to grow old which is uh, a beautiful ballad my favorite song on the album um, oh. i'll be perfectly honest take time to grow there's no need to fade away don't give up they always say before you're gone take time to grow
Hi, this is Tabby from the Cafe, and you're listening to In the Spotlight, the Withams podcast. Having put out language of curiosity, uh, let's talk about the one that you've got coming out in September, Starlight Dot One. Um, how does how does that take the take the Starlight and Campbell um, bandwagon forward? Well, I think um, people are going to be a bit surprised because we are uh, we're known as blues rockers, really. That's our our yeah. thing, um, but we we really have a very, very diverse taste in music. And when you're in a band and you're doing original material, you've got choices to make. And the first choice is that when you're doing the albums, is do you do, do another one? Like Blueberry Pie was really, really successful. Really successful. And we thought, are we going to do another blues album? We thought, no, we're not. What we'll do is do something a bit different. You know, like you say, we take time to grow old. Um, Gaslight is, is more sort of faces sort of thing. Quite different than the, 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 than the first one. And then there's, you know, It Ain't Right, uh, a disco almost number, Ride on Cowboy on the end of the, the album. And this time what we did is that we thought, well, we will do something that we've always loved. And that is uh, based on synthesizer music. And, we, and there's a lot of synths on this album. But still songs and still, uh, you know, with, with uh, hopefully catchy melodies and, 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 and lyrics and stuff. But we've, we've, we've gone on the, the synthesizer route now. Although live, I think you'd probably find that it's going to be a mixture, obviously, between the old stuff that we've done in the past, more rock music, blues rock, and this new stuff, which is sort of more art rock, would say. So this is more, if you think more David Bowie, because David Bowie's pretty rocky, you know, sort of David Bowie, you think about uh, Roxy Music. Roxy Music was the one that sprang to mind, yeah. Yeah, and, and Roxy and, and the uh, and, and, and not quite Radiohead as Radiohead, a bit more accessible than, than Radiohead and the Smile, but it's, you know, but still uh, punchy choruses and stuff and, uh, and melodies. So it is a bit different. It's going to be interesting. How are, you, how are you going to present this on stage? Is it just the two of you, or have you got a full band behind you? How are you, how are you, how are you putting it together? Well, it's, this is the problem, because what we've done <laughs> is that we've recorded all this stuff, and, what, and we've it, well, well caught that. I feel like I'm on, on the cricket pitch, being very tropical, and you've just got me. How's that, you know? Um, and uh, most, most of the record was played by Susie and I, but we have a, a Portuguese drummer, a guy called Ugu Danin, 
who's superb um, drummer. He's probably one of the best in Europe. He's he's an amazing oh, and a really great guy yeah, as well. Guy, great yeah. fun. Too Which, much fun, actually. Really good fun. And if you come, uh, I'm sure you'll be at the gig. If, if you do come oh. to the gig, you'll, you'll meet him. He's uh, he's a cool guy, and uh, but he's a, he's an awesome drummer. Um, yeah. And it, but he's his style is more uh, uh, jazz fusion, Afro beat. But he can rock. I mean, he rocks hard on this album. Really does. But what he does, he introduces a new element. So basically, when we're going to be playing at the Whitman on this tour, it's going to be a trio. Right, so we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, drums, bass, guitar as normal with vocals, and then we're gonna have a, se- a lot of sequence stuff. So a lot of the the, the stuff that we've played in the studio, yeah, all the, like um, the soundscapes, really. Yeah. Um, so, we're, but we're gonna yeah. be playing keyboards as well. So sometimes the bass will be uh, sequenced, sometimes. So it's gonna be, but we're gonna do it as a, a trio. It'll be interesting right. visually. Yeah. It'll it will. Uh, yeah. And yeah. sonically as well, because I mean the thing with the synths, you know, I mean it's still us, and we're still very much into that sort of melodic songwriting, and also the lyrics are really, you know, taken a great care on them. But it, it it's um, they're vintage as well, so it's something I think everyone's going to really relate to when you know like the bands of Roxy and and that kind of sound. You'll know it; it'll feel very much at home. Yeah, it sounds like we're in for a, an intriguing, an interesting, and a rocking evening as well. Oh, well, but I think that I think the thing is just to, to tie up the. Uh, uh, we're very much about the visual. So you, you you said you know about Susie's stage outfit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're going to do, do something uh, more, uh, even more dramatic. I think this time. Yeah. And does that does that uh, mean you're going to embrace them as well? Well, absolutely. <laughs> I'll get my jodhpurs no. on, and I'll. Uh, that's right. But I've 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 already got some. I can, I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm only, and this, no, uh, we're not giving anything away. And also, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not flying in on this gig. Put it that way. But yeah, and um, <laughs> I, I've actually got a new guitar coming for this this this, this tour as well, which I'm not again. I'm not going to tell you about. But no. it's it's all it's all very interesting. It's going to be visually good. But what we what I learned very early on when I was um, as a musician is that when people buy tickets to come and see you. They, they're giving their hard-earned money to get a performance and a show. They want to leave that gig as though they've spent their money well and they've had a great time and they'll remember it forever. And that is always what we're... For, before we walk onto stage, that's what we think. And at, even though there's only three of us, Ugo's he, he's a right, he's a right anthem, you know, and he's, he's, <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's very charismatic, you know, and, uh, we, we, you know, he's an amazing drummer. So I think visually it's going to be very oh, interesting yeah. and sonically, yeah. Power trio. You can't beat a power trio. No, exactly. I've now got visions of something like Billy Gibbons' um, twirling guitar that he plays on legs <laughs> for, for your, for your well, new guitar. Anything could happen. The, the big furry one. Remember that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Susie and Simon, thanks ever so much. That was a, a highly entertaining half hour of chat there. And uh, we don't wear yourselves out in the gym, whatever you do. Uh, we're getting much fit and we can't yeah. wait to see you and to, to so when you see me i'll, I'll look like <laughs> a, a 25 year old arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> uh, so uh, that's right you'd be thinking who's that guy there yeah anyway. <laughs> brilliant stuff thanks very much guys and we look forward to seeing you in october and a quick reminder that uh, starlight and campbell will be with us on saturday october the 7th 7 30 tickets are on sale now go to www.thewitham.org.uk Hi, this is Stacey from The Calf, and you're listening to In the Spotlight, the Withams podcast.
So that was the brilliant Starlight and Campbell. Can't wait till they come in October. And speaking of things coming up, Jane Woodward joins me. Jane, how are you doing? I'm all right, Stuart. What about you? Yeah, not so bad, not so bad. Before we get into what's on in the next week, we've got a couple of gigs that have just gone on sale uh, for next year. And we're uh, we're travelling back in time, aren't we? Yes, we're travelling back to the 60s, Stuart. That's even before my time. Well, there's more chances to sing. Excellent. Who have we got, Tam? We've got the Manfreds. Ah, yes, we're talking Paul Jones and Tom McGuinness. That's right. They're coming on Thursday, the 14th of March next year as part of their 60th anniversary tour. And obviously the band features the original Manfred Man members, as you've mentioned, Paul Jones and Tom McGuinness. Excellent. That'll be a good night. There'll be, I suspect there'll be a, a big audience for this one. I think so, yeah. They're also coming with Pete Riley on drums, Marcus Cliff on bass, Mike... Gorman on keyboards and Simon Curry on sax and flute. Oh. And I'm sure many uh, listeners will know their key hits. Oh, don't look at me like pop, that. Pop as well as rhythm and blues with a bit of bit of jazz. That's how they're described. Oh, my word. For those who don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to... Th- I've, I mean, I've got a temporary blank in my mind. So if I said five, four, three, ah, two, yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Mighty Quinn. Oh yeah, you ain't heard nothing like <laughs> the mighty quick. Come on, without come on within. <laughs> you ain't heard nothing like exactly. I'm waiting for you to sing, Stuart, but you're uh, not biting this week, are you? No, I'm waiting for the next one. So that's the Manfreds. Uh, okay, um, and also um, a, a '60s theme to the next one we've got on sale. Yes, this is a tribute uh, to '60s sound of Liverpool. This ah. is Mersey Beat. So ferry cross the Mersey. <laughs> Complete with accent there, Stuart. Jerry and the Pacemakers. They've got to, there's got to be a bit... If it's a Merseyside music show, it's got to be a bit of Jerry and the it, Pacemakers. Yes. And a bit of Silla. I hope there's a bit of Silla there. There is, there is. Um, there's, uh, it's the Cavern Club's resident Mersey beat combo called The Shakers. Oh. With Victoria Jones as Silla Black and Neil Ainsby as Jerry Marsden. We're going to have a Laura Laura laughs. <laughs> Very good. There's also a narrator, Liverpool actor Paul Cobman, who keeps the story moving. Oh, but every right. single song is was performed by a 1960s Liverpool musician. Marvellous. So when, when's that coming then? That is Saturday, 27th of April, and tickets are on sale now. Excellent stuff. A couple of excellent gigs there to, uh, to get in your diary and get tickets booked for. Um, now then, what have we got coming up in the next week? We have... The uh, Withams Disco Night, which Aha. is now 80s as well as 90s music. I should think so, 90s music, for goodness sake. <laughs> so Who get... remembers anything from the 90s? <laughs> Spice music Girls. Wise. Spice... <laughs> so get your glad rags on. Andrew Nicholson is DJ for the night. Excellent. And the bar will be open. Tickets £5 from 730 and that's Saturday, 15th of July. Yeah, and, and really do get your tickets. It would help an awful lot because it's a bit of a fundraiser for us as well, isn't it? It is a fundraiser for the Witham, that's right. And yeah. it's always been a popular night in the past. Exactly. So that's the disco, July the 15th. Get yourself along there. And uh, we must have more summer festival. We do, continuing. More free live music in the garden or inside if it's if it's wet. And we're talking the weekend of the 15th and the 16th? Yes. So, so on Saturday the 15th, who have we got? We have at 11 o'clock the John Wrightson Band. Uh-huh. This is a trio, guitars, keyboard and vocals, and they play a mixture of covers and original material. Excellent stuff. And at 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. we have Robin Pops. Ah, now this young lad came last year, didn't he? He did, yes. 
He's a local singer-songwriter and he performs folk, soft rock and original songs. Ah, excellent. Good to see him back. And on the Sunday? On Sunday, 16th of July at one o'clock, we have Stainedrop's greatest ever ukulele band. Marvellous. The Dukes of Scarth. Excellent. Life's always better with a bit of ukulele in it. It is. <laughs> it is. So come along and have a, have a drink, cup of tea, coffee, cake, something to eat in the garden. Enjoy the entertainment. I, say, I dare say there'll be the odd George Formby hitting amongst that lot. Yes. I'll not start singing when I'm cleaning windows. I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. If you no. could see what I could see <laughs> when I'm cleaning windows. I'd like to hear your George Formby impression, though. Um, no, I'll, I'll save it for another week. <laughs> All right, then. So obviously the uh, the summer festival stuff, admission to the music is free, but as you mentioned, the cafe is open if you fancy a cuppa and something to eat. And where can we get tickets for the other shows? By calling the box office on 01833 You nearly forgot there again. Correct. Oh, and yes. if we're online, where are we going to? <laughs> www.thewitham.org.uk Absolutely. Jane, thanks very much. Thanks, Stuart. And we'll see you again soon. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode of In the Spotlight. Do hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, do give us a follow. I'll say cheerio for this week, and I'm going to leave you with a Manfred Mann classic. This is Do What Diddy Diddy. There she was, just walking down the street singing Do what Tapping her fingers and shuffling her feet singing Do what She looked good, she looked fine She looked good, she looked fine And I nearly lost my mind Before I knew it, she was walking next to me singing Do what in my hand, just as natural as can be singing. We walk on to my door. We walk on to my door. Then we kissed a little more. Oh, I knew we was falling in love. Yes, I did, and so I told her all the things I'd been dreaming of. Nearly every single day singing
Thanks for listening to In the Spotlight from The Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. Available on all major podcast platforms. So please give us a follow and leave a comment or listen online at www.thewitham.org.uk. We'll be back soon with another episode.